Hey y'all, it's Rachel from Smarter Teaching, here to share a latte and give you all the tools you'll need to work smarter, not harder, in your classroom. Hey teachers, I'm ready to hit you with a summer reading recommendation. I have a love-hate relationship with professional reading over the summer. I love it because you have more time to process, think, and envision how these strategies and content will look in action in real life in your own classroom. I hate it because we just worked our booties off for 10 months and it's summer and we need some time to relax without having to think about school. But because I really do like to read, I usually knock out at least one professional book every summer, sometimes more. Today I want to talk to you about a book that I have read and reread multiple times since first purchasing it. Uh, the book is great because it's an easy read, so you can take it with you when you're dropping your kids off, when you're picking them up, when you're going to the pool or the beach. It is a fast and easy read, and it's full of things that you can immediately do. Nothing is um, like going to take a ton of time to implement. Um, so the book I want to recommend to you today is called Smarter Charts. And... Um, the full title of the book is Smarter Charts K-2, Optimizing an Instructional Stable to Create Independent Readers and Writers. And the book is by Marjorie Martinelli and Christine Mraz. And it's a Heinemann book. And I really love Heinemann books. I think that there are a lot of publishing companies who create books for teachers, but I find that he uh, books that Heinemann publishes are routinely like very high quality. Um, I've never been disappointed by a Heinemann published book that I've read for my classroom. Um, and before I get into what I love about this book, I want to tell you a couple other things. The first thing is that uh, the book specifically mentions K-2 in the title. Um, I do believe that if you teach three to five, third to fifth grade, um, you could still probably find things in this book that would be useful to you. Um, your charts would probably look a little different because your kids are older and the things you're charting and the content is different, right? Like they can handle more text on a chart, fewer pictures, things like that. Um, and it also in the book focuses, or the title mentions specifically reading and writing. However, I do believe that if you teach, uh, if you're departmentalized and you only teach math, science, or social studies, that you would certainly still be able to walk away with um, some ideas from this book. Now, I will say that about two years after this book was written, a second edition was uh, published that specifically focuses on math, science, and social studies. I have not read that book, um, that edition, so I can't really compare the two, but um, I do know that this book, even though they specifically mention reading and writing, um, I do think that if you're departmentalized and you're not the ELA teacher, that you can still read this book and walk away with multiple strategies that you would be able to use in your classroom to help your students. If you're an elementary teacher, it's likely that you are no stranger to charts. Charts are an essential um, piece of elementary classroom teaching, right? You have anchor charts, you have daily lesson charts. There are charts probably on your wall every day from the first day of school all the way until the very end of the school year. Um, the basic gist of this book, Smarter Charts, is that charts are an essential part of the classroom. They help students retain information and um, what they really want for you is that to help your charts function as 
an additional teacher or an additional source of knowledge in the classroom. They want your charts to be able to um, work as a tool to students so that they're not always coming to you. They can find the knowledge and the information that they need on the charts that you've created together. Um, so the one of the things that I find most helpful about this book is that they include in the introduction what is they call a field guide to literacy charts. And so this chart or this guide includes the um, five different types of charts that you would use in um, uh, in your classroom or in literacy instruction. Um, so the authors of this book say that the five types of charts you would use are a routine chart. So obviously this chart teaches a routine or a behavior. Um, usually they would have steps or like a how to do something. Um, a strategy chart that would record a list of strategies for a larger skill. Um, a process chart. So this type of chart would break a bigger skill into smaller steps or a sequence of steps. It might be numbered, it might show steps in a circle, something like that. Um, an exem uh, the fourth type of chart is an exemplar chart um, that would show specific strategies or skills in context. So this would be um, probably like t some type of shared um, writing or shared uh, like activity. And then the student, like the piece that student produced has been um, annotated or like marked by a teacher to show what um, what the big the big picture is, and then the last type of um, chart for, literacy chart they say is a genre chart which teaches students the elements of a specific genre. Um, obviously, I feel like the genre chart is like the only one that really doesn't carry over to other topics. Um, I think that you can easily see how, for example, a routine or a strategy chart you could use for other subjects besides reading and writing. Um, so I think some of the biggest takeaways I had when I read this book were not only about the different types of charts and kind of being intentional with um, the different types of charts that you make, but um, other things that were my some of my biggest takeaways were um, they they spent some time talking about um, having the clutter and saturation that you sometimes run into in elementary classrooms, right? Like charts are helpful until they're not helpful, right? If your whole wall, if your whole classroom is covered in charts, that's too much. Kids can't sort through all the noise to find what they need. So it's really important for you to make sure that the charts that are hanging are charts relevant to what you're learning right now. Like if you made a chart at the very beginning of the school year, that you don't use anymore, even if it's a really gorgeous chart, there's no need for it to be on the wall. It's just taking up real estate and it's getting in the way of something that your students probably need more. And then um, talking about, again, the, the types of charts and how um, thinking about the purpose of the chart helps you design it. Um, and teaching students how to use charts. So, Knowing that when you, if you, for example, have a strategy chart that shows you the steps for a larger skill, um, you want students to know what what strategy this will help them with and how to find this in the classroom. So when they're having that question, like, how do I add two double-digit numbers, they can go to the strategy chart that shows them how to do that. Um, and then... 
also for students, um, one of my biggest takeaways was that the way one of the ways you're to ensure that your students will use a chart is to make your chart with your students, right? You want them to be actively involved in the creation of the chart. There are things that you can prep ahead of time, like maybe some graphics that need to go onto the chart or some icons, but you want 90% of the work to be done with students, right? You want it to happen with them so that they have ownership of that chart and then they know what that chart helps them do and they know where to find it in their classroom. Um, another thing that they uh, advocate in the book that I also find really helpful, but if we're being completely honest, a little hard to keep up with, is making smaller versions of the chart for your students. So, um, for example, you would make a chart um, like about writing, your, maybe your writing process is a chart about the writing process or showing students what uh, what they should do when they believe that their writing is finished. And so you would take a picture of that chart once you've created it with your students and then you would print it out for them on like a normal eight and a half by 11 piece of paper. And then they would have that um picture of that chart available to them at their seat. So not only did you make it together, not only is it hanging up in the classroom, but if students are running into that problem during writer's workshop, if they're running into that problem in math, whenever they're having that problem that the chart will solve for them, they can take out a notebook or a folder that has these pictures of all the chart of all these relevant charts and they can use them to help them solve the problems. Um, the entire book, Smarter Charts, is under 100 pages. It includes a ton of examples of classroom charts, a ton of examples of how you would make this chart for um, a K-2 classroom, how you can add pictures into your charts, how to balance text and words, how to make sure that your charts are the most effective for kids. You can easily read this book in under a week. Um, I said earlier that the first time I read it was about five years ago, and it's a book that I still refer to almost every single year I'm teaching. Um, you can pick this book up on Amazon. It is Prime available, and it's just under $20. So it's like a week's worth of coffee, and I totally feel like it's worth it. It's a book that's definitely helped me become more intentional with my students and helped me, I feel, create more useful charts. Um, I'm a teacher that kind of has that like, oh, I'm not a crafty, I'm not artistic, I don't know how to draw, and like I get intimidated by all of these like beautiful anchor charts that you see, and I feel like this book really kind of pulls you back and it helps you remember like, it's great if you can do that, but that's not necessarily, well, it's certainly not essential and it's not even necess necessary. Um, you can still create really great, really useful, really meaningful charts for and with your students without... Um, having to have like a Pinterest perfect project. So if you are looking for a book to read this summer, a quick book that you can read in under a week and immediately have action to take in your own teaching, I would definitely say that Smarter Charts is the book for you. If you read it and you love it, let me know.